And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and yes, we are always working on your financial freedom. That's what we do here at Lifestyles Unlimited. We are an educational and mentoring group. We've been in business over 30 years. We have members in all 50 states, and our mission, frankly, is to teach you effective means to invest in real estate so that you, too, can become financially free and retire yourself. Today's show effectively has been 12 years in the making. You see, 12 years ago, I, fought, I bought my first rental property, ran that property, and essentially, I don't feel like I did a very good job. But at the end of the day, I still made a 9% return. And that's when I told myself, heck, I've got to figure this out. I've got to get better at what I'm doing. I've got to find a way to see if I'm doing this right. Am I doing it wrong? I guarantee there's people out there that can teach me. And I found Lifestyles Unlimited, joined Lifestyles Unlimited. That was 10 years ago. And everything changed after I joined Lifestyles Unlimited. I learned so much and started using the Lifestyles Unlimited model of investing. Not only did I learn, my wealth and passive income grew significantly. It was a life change. Four years ago, I started doing the radio show, and I love the radio show. I honestly feel I get more out of it than our listeners. It's very humbling, but what it does for me personally, it keeps me focused 365 days a year, seven days a week on real estate investing. keeps me ingrained and focused so that I am constantly have my eye on the ball and what I want to do, and I want to grow that passive income. I want to grow my real estate wealth. Well, in doing so, as a real estate investor, there are seven principles that I learned as a real estate investor, and I would have not learned those any other place. My first move was not a smart one, and email me if you'd like to discuss, but my first play was to buy a very nice property inside of a self-directed IRA, and that is not very effective at all. One. If you're doing that, I like the idea that you're thinking about real estate, but the big wet blanket on top of the whole thing is why would you put an investment that essentially can pay you tax-free inside of a tax-sheltered type investment, the IRA? So you're kind of taking away that privilege, and you're not paying yourself. You're paying your IRA, and then, oh, by the way, when you pull money out of that IRA, you're going to pay tax on it, right? It's taxed as, as essentially personal income when you finally do begin to pull out of it. Now, what was my trigger to leave that conventional world, right? What was it that said, you got to change? Well, the trigger was, and every financial planner will tell you this, it's called the 4% rule. In fact, online, a lot of these guys today, guys and gals, uh, are using a 3% rule. So what is this rule? It basically says if you accumulate a certain amount in a 401k, IRA, whatever, your retirement fund, right? Let's call it your retirement fund, whatever that's made of. If you pull 4% out on an annual basis, that's what you can live on. And theoretically, right? Do you always want the word, do you ever want the word 
theoretically applied to your future. Theoretically, you should be fine. Uh, this space suit, this space suit, we're going to send you to the moon. Theoretically, you should be okay. Well, someone has to try that out, and sometimes it's not okay. But anyway, the whole idea is if you had a million dollars, 4%, you can pull 40000 And if you live off of that, you will never really dig into the quote-unquote nest egg, and it will last your lifetime, right? Keep in mind, people are having 30 and 40 year retirements. Yes, they are, right? People will retire at 60 and live to be 100. People will retire at 65 and live to be 105, right? Just sit down and do the math. Take uh, Project what your savings in your 401k and IRA are going to be when you're age 65, and then hit that times 4%, and then that's what you can live on and essentially, don't forget, you got to pay taxes out of that now. That's basically it's taxed like uh, personal W-2 income, okay? So whatever that number is, that's what you can live on. And the reason uh, you want to use 4% is so you don't outlive your money. Yes, people are living longer all the time. That would be a worst-case scenario. If you Imagine being 87 and dead broke and having to live off of whatever pitiant social security gives you 2400 bucks what's 2400 dollars going to be worth my gosh you know 20 30 40 years from now have you thought about that it's anything getting cheaper no are taxes going down no so i started investing in real estate just did it on my own at first kind of winged it made a nine percent return on an annual basis but whoa, when I joined Lifestyles Unlimited and started following, got educated and started following the Lifestyles Unlimited model of real estate investing, 9%, no, no, the returns are much greater than that. But the beauty is throughout this whole process, I've, I've learned seven very solid principles that have helped me and quite frankly, thousands of other people in their real estate investing journey. The first one I learned was you cannot save your way to retirement, right? I've been talking about that the whole intro to the show. You must invest your way to retirement. And honestly, I didn't really understand what they were talking about. Keep in mind, I, even as a real estate investor prior to Lifestyles Unlimited, I had that self-directed IRA. I was, quote unquote, trying to save my way uh, differently than the 401k I had changed at that time. Um, a, a different manner. And I'm like, whoa, no, no, no. That's what you do. That's what I've been told for decades. You save, save, save. And then at the end, you have this fat paddock uh, uh, bag of cash that you can just pull out of. So let me, let me give you two scenarios. Let's take the high W-2 and the low W-2, and hopefully that'll catch everybody. All right. Uh, and I've got friends that are in this area, um, folks that make three four hundred thousand dollars a year um think about if you're making three hundred thousand dollars a year or even two hundred thousand you have a two hundred thousand dollar a year lifestyle if you're making three hundred i promise you have a three hundred thousand dollar a year lifestyle now all these quote unquote financial planners always say well you'll need less in your retirement so you won't need the 300,000 is that is that the retirement you want you're making 300 grand a year and when your body is old and broken and you finally hang it up you want to have some subpar retirement no you've already essentially built in this way of life for you and your significant other you're not going to step down so how much do you have to sock away 
into a 401k or an IRA for a $300,000 a year lifestyle, right? You want 300 grand? Well, let's reverse engineer it. The 4% rule, we're going to need $7.5 million. Four goes into 30, 7.5 times. 7.5. Can you save that? Now, is that $300,000 or is it not $300,000? Hmm, well, it's pre-tax. You're going to pay 40 to the government. It'll probably be higher by then. So that's really, it's not 300, it's $180,000. But whoa, I, I had this $300,000 lifestyle for 20 years. Well, how do you get that back? Well, I, I sure hope you save greater than $7.5 million if that's the lifestyle you want. Keep in mind, every million is 40000 So uh, let's say you have $2 million, you're going to go to that $80,000 a year take home. Remember, we don't want to outlive our money. That's a very solid truth right there. We don't want to outlive our money. So that is the dilemma for the high earner uh, trying to save their way for retirement. Now let's take the dilemma for the low W-2 earner. Number one, it is very difficult as a low W-2 earner in society today, in the capitalistic market called the United States of America, to even save right now if, if you're a low W-2 earner, right? Um, you don't have necessarily a bill problem. You've got an earnings problem. So if you're making a, a low amount or even, you know, middle amount, it's hard to save. I'll, I'll tell you, someone who brings home $100,000 a year and is married and has three kids doesn't have a lot of money at the end of the day. I mean, the government comes in, they take theirs. Uh, then if you've got mortgage or rent payments and then food and then taking care of the kids and all their needs, and then you've probably got some car notes, uh, you've got everything. And then just life in general, right? Little things, bam, there you go. Um, cell phones aren't cheap, but it's pretty much a, a need today. So uh, uh, the dilemma for the W, the low, the lower earner is just putting enough money to save. Keep in mind this 4% rule that's in the background. And like I said, there are some financial, quote, analyst, um, and I use that term loosely, that are saying, no, it needs to be 3%. So every million really is only 30000 Think about saving just $1 million, right? That is daunting. That's not going to happen for, I promise you, 70, 80% of people out there listening to me today are not going to be able to amass a million dollars, at least unless they start when they're really young. And how many 20-year-olds do you know that are going to set aside 20% of their take-home and put it in? That's what they tell you. That's what the standard is. So you can't save your way to retirement. You must invest your way to retirement. There is an exercise that we do here at Lifestyles Unlimited, and it's called Calculate Your Return on Net Worth. And we do that calculation. And essentially, it says, if you're worth a million dollars, how much are you getting paid, right? Different monthly, quarterly, annually on that. I'll talk about return on net worth on the other side. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. So when I say be ready, number one, to get ready, you better join up Lifestyles Unlimited and learn all these things we're talking about. You're out there piddling and, you know, internet information and your buddy's information or your dad's information. It's not going to get you the results that we're talking about. 
You're going to have to be educated in what we're doing. Learn from the people that are already where you want to be. Join us for the free online workshop at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. Talking about seven very important principles that I learned as a real estate investor, that I learned as a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. And these are seven principles that I apply to my daily investment decisions that I make daily, annually, going forward. And they're they're nothing you would ever learn. You can go get a master, a doctorate in finance. You won't learn these concepts there. In corporate America, at one time, I managed a portfolio business well over a hundred million in sales. I didn't learn these concepts there. You won't learn them in high school. You won't learn them from your parents. My parents weren't aware of this. They didn't. They just taught me what they thought was the best for them, and that doesn't always work out, right? My dad was a big bond investor. Ah, thank the Lord, I'm not a bond investor today. My gosh. But that first concept was you cannot save your way to retirement. You must invest your way to retirement. 401k, IRA, that's nothing more than a savings account, putting money in your house. That's not doing you any good, having all that debt equity. you got to free those dollars and go put them to work. If you can put them into a real estate, cash-flowing real estate investment that's now paying you 15 20 25% annualized return, often much greater. I've seen many that are 100% annual returns. I've seen many that give you your money back with a refinance and now you're earning an infinite return, right? Because you got your original investment back and now we can go plug that into another one. That's a that's called compounding your wealth, right? That's really the uh, another leg of the stool, right? I'm not even, it's not even my money anymore. It's house money. Your original investment's still in there. So you got to invest your way to retirement, invest your way to wealth. Second thing I want to say along these lines, you can't time the market, all right? Don't time the market. Timing the market is, that's a stock market thought, right? Buy low, sell high, okay? And again, as I'm sitting, the first time I took the Financial Freedom Seminar, we talked about that. That's a concept that's applied to stocks and bonds, right? The only way to make money in stocks and bonds is essentially appreciation. And even when you try to time the market, what happens, right? You may even be looking at a stock that has a, a cycle that historically it trades around 50 and it'll go down to 40. And then a few months later, it'll be back up at 50 and then back down to 40 for what have you can find those stocks that have those patterns and you can always buy at 40 and you can always sell at 50. But there's the invisible hand will always get in your way in stock market investing. That invisible hand is world events. It's Wall Street. It's Washington, D.C. politics. That invisible hand, some decision is made and bam, you're down 30%. So the stock market's a dangerous place to play. It is essentially gambling. Now let's look at real estate. When I say there's no time in the market, many of you are like, well, Mike, houses are so expensive right now. And interest rates are off the hook, we're still pertaining to our internal, one of our three rules is must cash flow. So even if I buy a house today, when I'm doing my analysis on that house, I'm plugging in a six and a half percent mortgage rate. If I've still got cash flow at the end of the day, and I've got an equity 
capture we're buying today. And if you can make money at a six and a half or a seven percent interest rate, when or if interest rates ever come down to three or four, and I'm not saying they will, I think we're going to be stuck in this cycle for uh, for a long period. I think we got a couple years of, of this stuff, but that's just crystal ball stuff, and I'm no economist. But if you're cash flowing at those numbers, then that is a cash flowing investment. So you don't time it. When I was buying houses from 2013 to 2016, after the crash, every year the realtors were telling me houses are just getting so expensive right now. And you'd buy a, a bunch in 2014, 2015, 2016. And yeah, the, the prices were coming up a little bit. It was still cash flowing. They were still fantastic investments, but people at the ground level that weren't necessarily real estate investors just couldn't believe how expensive houses were. Well, maybe it's expensive, maybe it's not, but, but do your analysis. And if it cash flows, then you've got something to continue on to the next side. So we don't time the market as real estate investors at all. If you time the market, you sure be waiting a long time because houses did nothing but go up after 2013 all the way to about, what, a few months into 2022. So up, 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 up. And for all those timers that were emailing us or talking about this in 2018, 2019, 2020, well, they missed out, okay? Next, next principle, act now and stay active, okay? This is an ongoing process. You need to turn your assets at a time when they make sense. So I'll, I'll tell you this, the first year of owning a rental property, often your returns are a hundred plus percent in that first year. You've got an equity capture that you plug in, you've got your cash flow that's based on that. But then year two, if you're doing it smart and you have, let's say you were out of pocket 40 grand and there was a 40 grand equity capture. So essentially you made a hundred percent return in year one. In year two, I am now considering an entire $80,000 worth of equity, and I am going to mathematically challenge that return based on what I have in that property. I, I Physically, I only had $40,000, but I have an additional 40 in brick, sheetrock, shingles, flooring, countertops, appliances. So I have $80,000 in this property. So suddenly I'm going from 100% return to something much lower than that. I still may have cash flow that's 10, 15%, um, but that's going to go down, okay? Your return goes down, your equity goes up. And, and there's another thing that's kind of quietly happening every month. The resident pays the rent, right? And then you pay the principal, okay? You're paying the principal, the interest, the taxes, and the insurance. But back to that principal part, it might only be $100, $200, $300 a month. But again, that's now knocking down your principal is coming down you have more money in the deal and when that deal gets to low returns and, and it doesn't take very long you'll be at sub nine percent remember i told you i didn't know what i was doing i made nine percent so personally for me if i'm making less than nine percent in a property it's time to evaluate that property stay active i may want to do a refinance and pull some money out tax-free by the way and go charge that down the road on another property I may want to sell that property, but you got to keep turning it so you can keep your returns high, okay? You got to keep your returns high. So that's that stay active part. I know a lot of people that buy a, they'll buy eight rent houses, right? And then they'll tell me, Mike, I've owned these eight rent houses for 10 years, kind of out of sight, out of mind. We've got a management company and 
I now have a million dollars in equity. And I'm like, whoa, what are we doing? Let's go free that mill and let's go put it to work. And so people get comfortable, right? People get comfortable. They get complacent. They don't want to get out of their comfort zone. That's a human nature thing, okay? Um, That's not unique to any one person. It's unique to all of us. Now, the fourth principle, wealthy people buy streams of income. Think about that. It's from a gentleman by the name of J.D. Durham. And J.D. Durham is a real estate savant. He's one of our mentors here. He's a teacher. He is a great, great guy. J.D.'s forgotten more about real estate than I'll probably know in, in a decades of of doing this over my lifetime, but uh, just a wealth of knowledge. But when you start looking at this at a 40,000 foot level, what are we doing? Okay. Are we buying a rental property? Are we investing in an apartment community? No, we're buying a business. We are buying a stream of income. This is how millionaires look at things. Okay. They're buying streams of income. You want to buy a new truck and it's got a $700 a month payment. Well, do you buy that new truck? Or do you go buy two or three or four rental properties and then buy the truck? I know what I would do. I would, if I was in that situation, I would allow the rental properties to pay for my new truck. What that's called is called chunking. So the, the principle here is you don't go out and buy a new car. You buy one or two or three rent homes and you let the return of the rent homes pay for the car, the cash flow, right? on a car, or would you rather have two cash-flowing rental properties? I know what I would have. The car is going to die in a few years, okay? The car is going to go away. It's not going to be worth anything. Uh, But the rent houses, they're always going to be there. But then again, back to what I spoke about earlier, you got to watch those rent houses. You may sell those rent houses after three years and reinvest in in some more properties, all right? Keep churning it, keep it going. So number number five, principle number five, an effective education is priceless. Like I said, you don't get this stuff out there, okay? You don't get it. This is, we teach it here at Lifestyles Unlimited. There's a lot of other real estate investors that understand these principles, but this is not common every day like you can't go pick up a book and and find here's the seven core principles of real estate investing uh, you know chapter five and effective education's priceless okay there's a lot of education out there but you got to find the one that's going to essentially do what you need it to do okay if if you're going to college and and i'm gonna throw some some rocks at college okay i'm not saying college is always bad the right degree for the right individual is just fine don't borrow to get it that's uh that's the real epidemic in society Um, but i will tell you that the majority of what is taught in our higher level institutions aren't really preparing those those folks for the true reality. They're not preparing them for the cold, crew world that's getting out there. People are getting out of school and they're disenfranchised, right? Even the ones that don't have fifty, hundred, eighty thousand dollars, what have you, in debt, they're disenfranchised. Now, um, a lot of the STEM folks should be just fine, right? That's effective. You've got your science, your technology, engineering. We need more engineering. Um, that's all out there, but but I'll tell you, there's a big, it's like a societal, just a, a wave saying, to be successful, you must go to school. No, to be successful, you just got to track down that 
effective education, right? That effective education, something like a roadmap to financial freedom. Even when I started real estate investing, I bought that first property in a self-directed IRA. I didn't have a book telling me how to do it. I just figured out that that's where my bundle of money was and I need to buy a property within that self-directed IRA. And I was so proud when I went to the two-day financial freedom seminar and Dell Walmsley's up there teaching the class. And then he said, uh, if you want to ride with me for lunch, I've got room for three. Man, I like shot my hand up and stood up. Yeah, I'll ride with you because I wanted to ride. He's the man, right? He's teaching the class. There's probably 60 of us in this class. And you know, he kind of goes through, tell me about yourself and the guy that's sitting in the front seat, he talks and then I'm in the back seat and then someone else talks. And then I'm like, yeah, uh, my name's Mike Harrison. I've got a, a house in a self-directed IRA and I'm looking at the rearview mirror and he kind of glances back to me and he's like, yeah, if, if you want to be effective, uh, you'll sell that house and you'll get out of that self-directed IRA. You pull your money out and and you'll put it to work buying real estate that works for you. I mean, it was a slap in the face, but it was an effective lesson. And that's exactly what I did. And things change. They will never be the same after that. Principle number six, you get rich by borrowing. Leverage, leverage, leverage. I'm not talking about consumer debt. I'm talking about institutional financial debt that you are applying to a cash flowing real estate asset, the bank is your friend. It makes the returns so, so much greater. I just talked uh, maybe two shows back. You can find it um, a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, but prior to Lifestyles Unlimited, he bought a very nice property with several hundred thousand dollars and they sold the property for, a, I believe it was about 160, uh, I believe it was about $160,000 gain. But when you start doing the math, well, you know, on one hand, there's a lot of people out there that'll go, oh, you made $160,000. That's huge. You did great. No, his return was 31%. I think it was a, a 6 or 7% annualized return. Okay. What if he had bought a bunch of, uh, instead of paying cash, uh, you utilize that leverage and you could get a ton of of homes that are, that are paying you money. I, for instance, I had a home um, six years ago. I purchased it for, I don't know, about 140, but I was out of pocket 35,000. Uh, My cash flow uh, was in the 500. So it was in the, I don't know, let's call it an 18% return. But if I'd paid cash, I would have been out about 170. Okay, so uh, you got rehab costs in that original purchase. Um, my monthly cash flow would have been higher but my returns wouldn't have been at the 18 to 20% range. They would have been more like the 7.7% range. Leverage maximizes your return. And I know it's a very short snippet on that. And if you'd like to explore it further, send me an email, askmike at luinc.com. But I can give you example after example after example why you want as much leverage. Well, not as much. I like to keep uh, 25, 30% equity in the property. A lot of that I get when I buy it on the equity capture but you want a sensible amount leveraged to the bank, okay? You want to keep that equity piece uh, so that you can adjust and adapt if need be. That's kind of your safety measure there. Okay, uh, the last principle. This one's very important. Wealth is created, okay? You need to believe in the abundance mentality. You go out and create wealth. When I make a dollar, I'm not taking that dollar from somebody else. I am creating it. I'm taking this old, rundown jalopy rent property. I'm putting money, and we do this with multifamily properties all the time. 
We put rehab dollars into it. We make it nice. We make it clean. We make it functional. We fit, fix everything. And suddenly that house is worth much more than what we paid for. It's worth much more than the rehab that we utilize. And often the bank is our friend is paying for the rehab side of the business. You created all that wealth. It wasn't there, but you also paid GCs along the way. You paid flooring people along the way. You bought product to put into the house and, and redo it. So you paid all these different people to help you make that house much better, much nicer. Boom, here's your check, here's your check, here's your check. But at the end of the day, I now have this asset that's worth thousands more. Wealth is created. I want you to always remember also, very important, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Make it a great day. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at Lifestyles lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.